Welcome to the Star Guide Sanctuary, a podcast where I speak about the metaphysical, spiritual, creative, and otherworldly. I'm your host, Jillian Andrewley, extrasensory healer, lightworker, medium, and hypnotherapist. Today, I will be sharing my experience, as you may have noticed with the title, uh, with the sacred toad medicine, Bufo. And today I just wanted to talk a little bit about what Bufo is, my experiences with the toad medicine prior to ingesting, as well as the massive amounts of downloads that I received during my vision quest. So what is Bufo? Um, Bufo, also known as the Colorado River Toad, is a toad, is, um, known as the toad medicine because its DNA actually contains the strongest natural form of 5-MeO-DMT, otherwise known as dimethyltryptamine, the spirit molecule, or the neurochemical release during near-death and death experiences. And bufotenin, a tryptamine derivative related to the neurotransmitter serotonin. It's found in some toads, mushrooms, higher plants, and mammals. Bufotonin is similar in chemical structure, actually, to the psychedelic psilocin, which is found in psychedelic mushrooms. And bufotonin was first actually isolated from toad skin and named by the Austrian chemist Handowski at the University of Prague during World War I. And its chemical structure was confirmed prior to that in 1934. Albert Most, founder of the Church of the Toad of Light, also introduced Bufo as a spiritual medicine, detailing how to extract and to smoke the secretions. He authored the book Bufo of Various, the Psychedelic Toad of the Sonoran Desert, And three months later, an opportunity presented itself to try the sacred medicine, and the experience of it was something I could only describe as tasting infinity. (laughs) So Bufo is administered as a resin, which is heated in a glass pipe and then heated until it forms a steam with a butane lighter. The smoke is then inhaled by the journeyman and the adventure begins. (laughs) A significant dose of Bufo will result in a 20 to 30 minute psychedelic experience accompanied by experiencing for most a warming sensation, euphoria, and a strong visual and auditory hallucinations. So before we get into it, I want to rewind and begin the story of my Bufo journey, skipping back in time to a couple months prior to partaking of the medicine. Bufo came to me several times in recurring dream sequences. Admittedly, I wasn't really aware of Bufo as a medicine prior to these dreams, or what I'd prefer to call experiences since they were so detailed and vivid, with the toad. On a bright, snowy Sunday morning in December, I began to write my first dream journal entry. I had a somatic experience with this dream that I found was imperative to document. As a lucid dreamer, it wasn't unusual for me to remember details of dreams, but this experience was much more intense than any other dreams I've had. And what I wrote in my journal that day went as follows. 
I found myself wandering aimlessly in a dark wood, where the branches of bark hummed a deep guttural tone. The branches of the skyscraper height trees interwove themselves in beautiful lattices of sacred geometry high in the sky above me. I could feel the cool breeze dance across my skin like silk in the wind. As I bore witness to the surroundings around me, digesting mentally all of the pigmented stimuli, I tilted my head back parallel to the earth below me and peered up into the sky. The stars were shining bright like fireflies in the distance. A halo-like kaleidoscopic aurora borealis glided across the sky like sheer fabric blowing in a high-velocity wind which only the sky could feel. Vacillating with the wind that echoed through the trees, the stars shimmered a beautiful silver light, which echoed around the neon lichen and leaves of the thick stone-like bark coating the ancient trees. Much like a giant flashlight beam, forming a spotlight of vertical lines extending down from the sky and penetrating the earthen ground below my feet. These beacons illuminated the forest path, revealing the landscape as I walked within it. I felt as if I was gliding effortlessly through this landscape. Although I was aware of my body, I did not feel like I needed to exert any energy to move, or to even breathe for that matter. It was as if I was on an energetic horizontal escalator, much like those conveyor belt escalators in the airport. As I wandered, I began to pick up my pace, running through the forest path glimmering before me. I left over, I leapt over roots and rocks, noticing as I quickened my pace the bark of the trees radiating light blue glow glowing symbols, each symbol directing me toward where I felt what I was being guided. It appeared as if the trees themselves were lighted from below with a lightning-like root system turbining and beaming from within them a molten lava electric blue afterglow. I could feel the blue luminosity radiate below my feet with each step. The earth felt warm on my bare feet, and I noticed how it rippled out like the dance of raindrops on still water. I accelerated more, following the light symbols revealed to me in the trees. In the distance, I noticed a particularly large tree with a golden gateway in the center of it. It was vaulted like a gothic cathedral, full of white light flying buttresses. I floated inside, noticing the pulsing of white and golden light shimmering like cr crystal clear translucent sand floating around me. I could no longer hear the wind rattling the leaves and the architecture around me shifted into a beautiful temple. In the distance I heard a song, a familiar echo of a lullaby I thought I had heard before, but could not recall the name. I followed the sound and found myself moving down a long corridor. At the end of the corridor sat a giant toad. As I approached, it let out a deep, soothing hum, which grew in intensity as I guided closer. Although I was far away, the sound reverberated so deep I could feel it rattling my ribcage and my bones. In an instant, I felt myself standing in front of the toad, which also radiated out a golden white light hue, much like the cathedral structures surrounding it. The toad opened its massive mouth, as if presenting itself like a doorway. I entered the toad's mouth, stepping inside, 
As I moved through the scenery, the trans the scenery transformed around me, revealing a view of multiple galaxies. Some magenta and spiraling, others silver, gold, green, sapphire, blue, and violet. I noticed as comets and shooting stars shimmered by. I was standing on a rainbow aura-like crystal platform. I could see through it, noticing the infinite stars beneath my feet and above my head in all directions. I felt my heart heat up, and like a supernova, I lifted off the platform, exploding out into light, growing into infinity in all directions, expanding and growing brighter than the light of the brightest sun. Yet my eyes did not feel strained at all. This brilliant light increased its hue and vibrancy exponentially with each microsecond. And within the flash, my eyes would jerk open. And just like that, I woke up. I would have this dream repeatedly for three months before my Bufo experience. And I just want to note a little bit about a disclaimer before I share my journey. Definitely do your research. I am a a proponent of utilizing sacred medicines to help you on your own healing journey, but please consult a professional. Please be responsible with it. Um, Please do your research to find a practitioner that is experienced and has had formal training. Now, with that being said, I want to express a little bit about why I was feeling called to Bufo. And it started with these dreams, feeling this toad medicine kind of coming to me. But simultaneously, I was also experiencing something kind of bizarre. It was a really deep depression, which has been a current in my life. However, this time it felt a little bit different. I found myself um, searching for deeper meaning in my life, for my purpose, really feeling lost, trying to find myself at a deeper level, redefining my reality, and simultaneously feeling so homesick for somewhere beyond this world, which I call the other side of the veil or the spirit realm. And it's hard to describe, but maybe some of you will relate to this, where I just felt as if I didn't really belong to this world. I was from somewhere else and the reality that was around me, I was always trying to make sense of it and it just didn't really make sense to me and was really just feeling that I needed a a reset of sorts to reignite my soul spark and to really experience the other side more fully and to re-remind myself that I'm already infinite and perfectly whole, just like every single one of you listeners here. And so just kind of noting that before I share my experience, which is extremely prophetic, and I hope you enjoy it, (laughs) um, is it really was my intention to help upgrade my own neurocircuitry out of these patternings that I was imprisoning myself with. And I really feel like the toad medicine helped me to recalibrate my neurological system in that way. And so without further ado, here is my experience. As I sat in front of the medicine woman before me, I felt an intense sense of anxiety. I leaned into this anxiety with my breath and let out a big exhale, trying to slow down my parasympathetic stress response. I focused on the sound of my heartbeat, attempting to slow it down. The medicine woman was wearing a warm smile on her face. She held up a prayer on a piece of paper and instructed me to read it aloud. It was a beautiful poem about the infinity of love. 
I felt myself welling up with tears as I read it, filling the love of the words I read pouring into my heart. She asked me my intentions. I replied to be love, to remember myself and my wisdom, and to recall with clarity the wisdom I feel being birthed from me, to bring it back with me, to be able to share this wisdom, and to fulfill my duty and purpose here on earth as a healer and sacred scribe to the stars. She smiled and instructed me on how to inhale the bufo. She told me to take a slow 10 second inhale as if I was sucking through a straw. She had me practice once and then had me inhale the medicine. The resin (laughs) tasted vaguely of the smell of mothballs, a musky earthen taste. I could almost sense within it a subtle taste of the jasmine flower. I had never tasted anything like it. It was as if the cereal sugar smacks had been drenched in a light coat of dusty jasmine pollen. Through my anxiety, I finished taking a big inhale. Surrender, the medicine woman whispered to me. I felt a warm rush lightning rod through my body as if igniting my soul spark in an infinite array of the brightest light I had ever witnessed. I leaned back and the effects hit almost immediately. I closed my eyes, feeling my legs and arms being laid out in a star shape by the shamans helping me. My two legs spread hip distance apart with my arms stretched upward and outward like tree branches cupping the sun. As they moved me, I witnessed what I could only describe as the experience of tasting infinity. The light ignition of my soul supernovaed out in all directions, much like witnessing a shimmering atomic sacred geometric bomb radiating out and becoming everything. I could feel my soul expanding into a gigantic galaxy. I thought to myself, I'm a star, I'm a star. Electric hums, digital orchestral tones and sounds began to fill my ears and the sound of the toad began to sing my soul explosion outward outside of my chest. I felt the sounds reverberate around me as if I was surrounded by infinite wings, which flapped so intensely it felt like a million or more helicopters were surrounding me. At this point, I understood why when people had near-death experiences, that they called it the white light. It was indeed the brightest light I had ever witnessed, and yet I had no thought to look away or to shield my eyes. There were so many more colors than white, though. Some acted like a translucent, water-like, shimmering blue, much like witnessing the sparkling white light which radiates off the surface of windblown water. It was forming and dancing into sacred mandala-like sacred geometry and symmetry radiating out. There were abalone shell-like colors and colors I had never witnessed before, much like a lavender sheen magenta with like an electric green overlay. I tasted infinity in this moment. The most delicious, orgasmic taste. I felt like every cell in my being, every vibrating particle, was drinking up this sweet nectar. I I vibrated into particle in this moment. Like an infinitesimal puffball of crystalline self-illuminated light sand, I could feel myself expanding and leaving my body, a sensation which I can only describe as a full-bodied exhale. An almost orgasmic experience raided through me. I felt this exhale deep within my heart, and then simultaneously radiating outwards of the pupils of my eyes. 
I noticed a white, shimmering web radiate out of my body. I was watching myself outside of my body now. A light beam exited my heart and then both pupils of my eyes. As they radiated upwards outside of my body, they began to intertwine, creating a DNA helix-like shape. I found my soul being pulled into the shape. It began to tornado around me, accelerating in speed and increasing in warmth. And then it happened. I felt as if I became an exploding sun, its warmth filling up my body, radiating throughout the earth, the galaxies, I felt myself being whisked through the dimensions, as if I was being pulled up and out simultaneously through a cosmic magnetic pulley system. My mind told me I was moving up, but in my heart I knew I was spiraling up and out in all directions simultaneously, like an expanding sphere of light growing in all directions. With my eyes closed, I noticed that I could see simultaneously in all directions, above, below, forward, behind, side to side. I found myself hearing the word zenith being echoed around me, while simultaneously electric light tones, high and low pitched tones, a universal jungle symphony singing in a deep hum. I could hear the or- original source tone emanating and carrying the hums of the multiverses. The deepest tone, I'm not sure I could ever replicate. It vibrated me to my core and vibrated out all particles of the universe, like a sonic banshee roar lullaby, which broke apart all density. The tone between atoms, molecule, sound, and light particle S waves. As I traveled within these tones and colors of light, which I now discern was my source stream, I noticed myself being ejected into a clear crystal quartz temple. Inside it, sacred geometric light patterns like white laser beams across haired upwards forming gothic cathedral flying buttress-like geometries above where I seemingly floated. As I peered upwards within the temple space, the ceiling frackled out into glass-encased skyscraper-like elevator levels, much like the appearance of phantoms inside a well-formed quartz crystal. I felt myself continue to radiate outward and upward, feeling a click, 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 like a sensation as I was pulled up a rapid elevator. With each dimension I rocket launched up out of, I was able to witness its scenery. First, a blissful earth-like place full of green plush life, butterflies, animals, foliage, and mandala-like city structure systems with solar panel-like structures of the buildings it formed. No 90-degree angles were to be found in any structures. Plants grew in geometries, and all the structures looked like some sort of geodesic dome or diamond shape. Click, 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 I was ascending further up, 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 with bright flashes of light and wisping, whirling light patterns and time accelerations of realities with no time response delay. A realm in which thought was readily made manifest. For instance, an individual thinking the word fountain, and a fountain forming instantaneously around the individual. A dimension of far more complex virtual reality systems, in which individuals could try on or experience each other's consciousness completely, further leading to the unification of the fractalized source soul.
the highest honors in these societies was to experience the fullest capacities of family systems, cultures, ancestors, and lineages. Then, like a sonic boom, I felt myself pause for a moment. I was in a round, dark space. In the center of this space, the most illuminated, bright light living organism appeared, its ganglial structure reaching up much like neurocircuitry, dendritic glial cells with its axons reaching upwards and downward into infinity. This organism's seeming skin was translucent in hue, much like a white pearlescent mother-of-pearl shell. Its skin almost appeared to have a floating oil with a rainbow bubble-like hue moving on top of the surface. Below this seeming skin and oil were lightning-like source streams moving upwards and downwards within it, like electricity running through the cosmos. Electric cording of the universe, only totally visible and transparent. This organism was so powerful, it hummed and acted much like a giant, gigantic Tesla coil, reverberating from its tones to dissipate some light streams back into the opalescent oil-like particles, which strung together into seeming spherical, all-encompassing, ocean-like wave frequency. I knew this was source. This ocean was infinity. I witnessed light beings, much like the light beings the artist Brian Froud depicts in some of his oracle cards, whizzing around me. I was in awe of their exquisite beauty and the beauty around me. I asked mentally or rather telepathically who they were as they approached, and I had this knowing in my mind that they were mantid beings. They told me that they were the ancient elementals, and that they and many star nations had gathered around to help birth Gaia, Pachamama, our home planet's soul. They went on to explain the giant organism in the center of the space I was floating in. This is what what holds your source streams, what you may refer to as spirit, the soul, or the light body, they said. Your source stream is infinite. It continues all ever-present now memories, those which those beings in time refer to as past, present, or future recall. We simply refer to it as soul memory. With each incarnation or election to incarnate into time, each being is sucked back into this organism and then broadcasted down into their own unique incarnation. As they were speaking to me telepathically and through my heart, I was witnessing the afterlife, the constructions of incarnations simultaneously, witnessing this organism transmute a light source stream into infinite particles radiating outside itself into a spherical ocean current. This is what it was like to become infinite, to abandon all form, and to become source. As a light stream began to beam like a hair-like shimmering pigment within the ocean, I could sense that consciousness requesting to incarnate. As it began to spin into a hair-like shape, it turned into a DNA-like helix shape. I witnessed the mantid beings taking their four fingers and energetically spread these DNA strands apart, 
supplanting a crystalline-like seed, a stone into the interior of the DNA-like helical strands, which I now understand to be star seeds. As these seeds were placed into the helix, a sacred geometry formed inside, radiating out to form the energetic blueprints of the light body soul, a mandala, or snowflake-like geometry, each one with its own unique source tones and geometry. The organism in the center of the space would emit certain combinations of tones, and with each reverberation, the light body blueprints would enhance their particles, becoming denser with each pulsing sensation, until the being was ready to be sucked back into the skin like opalescent structure of the organism and transmitted downward to their incarnation. I stayed there for a while with the mantids, asking about Earth, the formation of Gaia, of Pachamama. They explain that when planets are birthed, it alters the biology and magnetic poles and symmetries of the universes. They explained that in the past, an agreement had been made between interplanetary councils to form the Earth. They explained that many planetary shamans had prophesied of the desire of a being to be birthed. It wished to carry with it many species and diversities, to almost act as a peace treaty of source between the star nations. An organismal step toward unity of the tribes at large, and of the fractals of the souls, which would be extensions of and inhabit it. I saw myself as one of the tribesmen. I had a rainbow-like hue across the top of my face, with dark blue and electric green tribal markings extending down from the center of my lip to my heart. I had white light sun-like electrode jewels radiating out in drops like sun radiating out of my eyes. My eyes were a silver, amber-like gold, with ocean-wave-like geometries, and lavender and lime green radiating in a spherical shape around the centers of my pupils. Much to my surprise, I did my makeup similarly to this the day of my journey. <laughs> I remembered the tribes gathering around the organism, holding my vision quests, dream journeys, and meditations around it to connect with the being Gaia, which was wanting to be birthed. Each galactic tribesman would journey and then share what they had witnessed, sharing the light code technologies needed to transmit their tribal ancestry and information within the key codes held within the DNA-like structures. Orion, Arcturus, Pleiades, Mantid, Lemurian, Syrian, Lyran, Bellatrix, Regal, and many other interplanetary representatives and engineers gathered round. Syrian, Arcturian knowledge of pyramid-like structures and technologies were instilled inside one lineage's DNA. Lemurian containing Stonehenge-like rememberings and teachings within them. Orion integrating the rememberings of multiple languages and tongues and the language between mushrooms, especially the psychedelic ones, and trees, the language neurocircuitry of the elements. Lyran technologies and temple-like structures were infused into DNA, as well with hill-like and plateau-like structures, much like the Maya. 
The scenery fast-forwarded, and I saw a massive gathering of tribes, reverberating chants and source tones around the organism to help the organism form the massive being who was being birthed. Each source chant and tone, increasing the density of the planet, I witnessed in what seemed like seconds the evolution of the Earth. First starting out as a hot, molten red glowing organism, then the water tones were birthed, cooling the crust into a dark brown black. Additional tones increased life forms. The nations were transposing the source life form tones from their planets into Gaia. The Gaia song grew louder and reverberated and soon more tribes gathered. Pangaea was formed, and then civilizations. The unity I felt during these soul songs was beyond anything I could describe. I felt infinity, infinite love, and peace. I turned to the mantids, observing the way they looked. They had a lime green iridescent-like sheen on their skin, very similar to the one on top of the organismal skin in the center of the space. Humanoid-looking in nature, they had skin surface similar to humans. I noticed they only had four fingers, which were long. They appeared very tall, almost like giants, perhaps 20 feet or taller. It was hard to tell exactly how tall they were. Some had wisps of light radiating off of them, much like catfish-like whiskers. These devices sort of looked like pincers of the praying mantis, but internally I knew they were translators, which helped these beings to speak with different races, and to help radiate out source tones, much like a microphone, to clear, cleanse, and purify the energy fields, and the energy fields of the spaces around them. I looked into their eyes and noticed how bright their auras were. This bright light frequency made them look floaty and like they were walking through water, much like an astronaut would appear in zero gravity. Their eyes were larger than humans and their pupils were a dark midnight-like blue and had a galaxy of silver sparkle to them. On the top coating of their eyes, much like water, lubricates human eyes was a bubble-like oil which appeared to have a rainbow opalescence much like oil floating on top of black water their cheekbones much more exaggerated than humans and the shape of their head more like that of a praying mantis telepathy had made it so that their mouth was smaller evolutionarily with less need for vocal communication it appeared as if the younger ones had smaller mandibles than the older ones I could tell they didn't age, but rather upgraded energetically, and with each upgrade, a newer adaptation of biology was gifted to them. Looking into the mantid's eyes, I heard telepathically in my mind, and this is only for the conscious dimensional realms, the realms where that what you call consciousness and thought are necessary. We now send you this transmission for supra-consciousness, the ecstatic state of simply being without the need for an intelligence or mind to comprehend. Bye now. <laughs> I felt my soul like Superman taking off from the space and blasting up out of the bottom of another galaxy. The space was bright and simultaneously dark. Inside the apex of it, a dark space, whirling around it, a brilliant light, and in that instant, I felt my infinity melt like hot butter into everything and it all. Beyond mind, 
Beyond the need for anything, the sacred pause, the pause between breaths, the subatomic infinity of infinities, I was it all, all-encompassing, an ever-present, timeless, warmed sugar ocean wave. I began to fall, shrinking down, falling, 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 and feeling as if I had jumped off the zenith of the universe. As if I was free-falling, sand melting back into my chakra centers like a crystalline sand Niagara waterfall, following into myself and turbining down and radiating out from the center of my chakras, falling further into the infinity within myself. My mind began to try to condense my experience to try and put meaning or words to it all. I felt a deep despair for leaving there as I returned, a deep sadness overwhelmed and simultaneously a bottomless love. As I began to fall within myself, I could sense the sadness of the silent ones of the planet, of the abuse that was never heard, remembered, of all the children who didn't have the ability to speak, of the cruelty to the land, and I began to sing for them, to lay the suffering to rest, telling them I would remember them, that I would carry their song, their memories on my wings, repeating to them, I love you, just sleep now, just sleep now, until the time comes to let loose creation's roar. Just sleep now, I love you, just sleep now. When no one remembers you or hears you, I will remember and hear your silent cries. But now, just peace, just sleep now, just sleep now. I let out a wail, a deep guttural cry, I'll miss you, just sleep now, I love you. Just sleep now, just sleep now. I felt a nausea build up in me, a resistance. I don't want to let them go, I said. But I know what they have to look forward to. Contracts complete. Just sleep now, I love you, I let you go. Contracts complete. Just sleep now, just sleep now. I returned back to my fully conscious state. I looked at the people surrounding me, tears streaming down my face. I looked into each and every one of their eyes and said, I love you. It took me about two weeks to download all of the visions I just shared with you from my journey with the sacred toad medicine. It took my mind quite a while to break into digestible bits, the experience I just described. <laughs> As you witnessed, it was so detailed, it was a lot for my brain to comprehend, download, organize, and store. The after effects of the medicine were quite a journey to experience as well. Even as I type this out now, a month later, every time I close my eyes or blink them, I still see sacred geometry. <laughs> I did bufo in the early afternoon in sunlight in a geodesic dome with a large window extending to the view of a snow-dusted mountain. That night, as I laid in bed, I could feel myself being pulled back up to source, to the explosive supernova feeling I had experienced while on the toad medicine. It frightened me because I felt so big that I struggled to get back into my body because of my size, and yet simultaneously didn't really want to get back in. <laughs> that feeling of being that far out of my body was foreign territory to me. 
Although mentally I was in different realms on a regular basis, or so I believe, <laughs> and had astral projected before. I had never had such a physical experience of the ejection of my soul from my body in this way. Ultimately, I figured out how to melt back into my body. You are already your body. You are infinity. Just melt back into it. The thought flowed into my head like a train aligning on a track. For a few days, I felt waves of sadness hit me from missing home, that infinite space I had been transported to. The feeling of taste and infinity was flickering from my being, and I mourned it. Internally, I could feel my DNA being altered and recalibrated, as if I had been broken apart and then put back together in another more aligned shape and resonant tone. I felt like my energy field, my aura, before Bufo, was like a snow globe, shaken up and moving dense energies around me like large chunks of snow floating and covering the exterior of the snow globe in a sheer sticky sheet of dust. Post Bufo, I feel more like a clearer crystal ball, no dust, just shiny, no snow or dense chunks of energy, just crystal clear quartz refracting and radiating out rainbow light. I know I'll never be the same. I can never go back. When one tastes infinity, one's soul is transmuted and healed, and the knowing that infinity can heal any ailment returns to your memory. You realize you can never be unwhole. I can never not be everything. So it is with these parting thoughts that I leave you with as you listen to my words in this podcast or read it on a blog post. First, the definition of zenith, in case you didn't know what it was. I didn't. (laughs) It goes like this. The time at which something is most powerful or successful, the highest point, the top, the peak, the pinnacle of the apex, the vertex, the crown, the climax, the meridian flower, the point in the sky of celestial sphere directly above an observer, the highest point reached by a celestial or other object, the space above or beyond the stars. With the realization cemented into my being from Bufo that we are light bound into living matter, again I repeat, with the realization cemented into my being from Bufo that we are light bound into living matter, I leave you with this question. Is there a difference between reality and imagination. For those of you who are curious about my offerings, please feel free to visit my website www.jillianandruly.com where I offer oracle and tarot readings, mediumship courses, divination, as well as hypnotherapy, past life regressions, and channeled messages from source. I love to help facilitate guidance for the journey back to the self, to help you touch your own soul spark, and to help you remember the wholeness that you already are. Have a good week.